Hey there, everybody, and welcome back to Inside the Artist Studio for the Cups and Cakes Network. I'm Sean Newton. Uh, we're back after our COVID hiatus. We've uh, been doing new interviews since uh, about June, and we're uh, really excited to share a lot of those with you. Uh, Today, uh, I'm excited to share an interview that I did with Jeff McCallum, who is actually uh, the founder of the Cups and Cakes Network and also the guy who started this podcast. Um, as of today, I'm actually taking over the whole thing. So I talked to Jeff about uh, you know, how he kind of started the show, why he started uh, the Cups and Cakes Network as a whole, and uh, you know, uh, some interviews and some music that we're looking forward to in the future. Quick disclaimer, there is some strong language in this episode of the show, so if that kind of thing isn't up your alley, uh, be warned. And as always, you can find episodes of this show as well as other audio, video, and written content over at the Cups and Cakes website, cupsandcakespod.com. That's cups, the letter N, cakespod.com. Uh, my name's Jeff McCallum, and I guess I am the founder and operator of the Cups and Cakes Network, I guess, is what you say. I, I mean, I couldn't do it without people like you, Sean. Yeah, I, <laughs> well, thanks. Um, <laughs> I, I came on board to this, too, like, right as soon as you started looking for other people, right? Yeah, you weren't my first volunteer. You were my second, but you are the longest-running volunteer at the moment. I think Brittany came on... Um, to do the radio show right. and then she got quite busy with with other things in life and uh she she stepped down but you've been here man for <laughs> it's years now yeah it's it's uh, i think almost two years wow actually pretty much exactly i think two years yeah yeah damn uh one of these days i'm just gonna hand the whole thing over to you <laughs> <laughs> just be like i've had enough shot <laughs> please please just take this from me uh Great. Well, for uh, I guess this is probably your last uh, Inside the Artist Studio episode as a guest this time. As, yeah, weird. Definitely weird. I'm not. I'm not partial to being interviewed. So, <laughs> well, uh, let's do, do some rapid fire then. Let's see how she goes. <laughs> and you would think that I would have some good answers for this because I've run so many. Pe <laughs> I created a lot of these questions. Unless you've changed them all completely, please uh, tell me you haven't. You probably still have about half of them. Okay. Are our OG Jeff questions. Okay. Uh, cake or pie? I I think I prefer cake. What's uh what's like the best kind of cake? Oh man, I'm actually not a dessert person. Okay. So like for dessert I usually prefer a cheese plate. So maybe cheesecake. Let's do that. Let's say cheesecake. <laughs> Let's go with that. Yeah. Uh tea or coffee? Coffee for sure. Okay. Is it it's I assume just caffeine, hey? Uh, no, I love coffee. I love the oh, taste of okay. coffee. Uh, I drink it black, and I spend ex I spend more than most people should spend on coffee. <laughs> I always assume that when people say coffee, it's just because like you start drinking coffee because you need to like fucking wake up in the morning. Yeah, I feel like there's better sources for that now with like these monster energy drinks and stuff. That's true. I had one of those. I was working a night shift recently um, at Grand McEwen, and I needed a little extra zip. And I had one. I usually just don't like them because I'm not a carbonated soda fan. But I found one that was like done with ginger. Okay. And it was pretty tasty actually. But holy geez, there's those things are potent. Like, <laughs> yeah. When you, whenever I see like you know 
15 year old kids with one of those in their hand i'm just like oh no don't do it no please don't yeah cocaine's the next step (laughs) (laughs) i used to buy those because they had you could buy like two for six bucks at 7-eleven and go over at lunch yeah in high school and buy yeah i had to stop drinking it's like (laughs) too much uh radio or podcasts uh i kind of i prefer radio um i'm a big fan of campus radio i don't get much time to listen to it anymore um i'm actually i guess neither is probably the best answer i'm an album (laughs) guy i seek out albums that i want to listen to and i listen to albums start to finish i'm I'm the same i think it just feels like a bit more i want to say authentic but that's not quite the right word like it's a bit more of what the artist actually wants you to listen to yeah 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 definitely and I mean, I used to listen to a lot of podcasts um, when I was allowed to uh, listen to earbuds at work. Oh, okay. And that would have been like six years ago since I started doing commercial carpentry instead of just working. I used to build furniture. Oh, okay. Um, I There's been none of that. And I just haven't had time to, yeah, you stack everything up and you got to you gotta get rid of something. And po- <laughs> podcasts is what suffered. But I was a big fan of Radiolab, I think was my, oh, yeah. my number one number one podcast to listen to back in the day yeah uh just to clarify too where do you work uh, i work for clark builders okay they're uh, a large large um contracting company one of the bigger ones in uh maybe western canada probably top five or something like that we've yeah, got yeah. we're through alberta pretty pretty strong into bc as well and then into uh yukon and the northwest territories we have offices as well gotcha yeah, I'm actually working at your school. I've, I've, we've done a fair bit of stuff at your school. Well, yeah. we built Allard Hall, which is yeah, yeah. where the music program is at Grant McEwen. Shout out to GMAC. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a beautiful building. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's uh, it was so nice moving in there. Just uh, nice not being in the 1970s orange building yeah. anymore. <laughs> oh, so that's where the music program was? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. which there were like really nice things about that building, like... Uh, everybody was really social. There were lots of like big spaces to hang out. Yeah. But uh, for the actual like uh, tools that you have to work on music there, mm-hmm. it was not great. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. And I mean, it's pretty, pretty cool. That Allard Hall building. Yeah. It is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, normally it'd be favorite pit stop on tour, but let's switch that around a little bit. Do you have like a favorite venue to travel to go see shows at? Oh, that's a, Great question. Um, I don't have one in particular that I try to go to, um, but I've been to quite a few venues outside of Edmonton. For sure. Uh, I think the coolest one I've ever been to was the Crystal Ballroom in Portland. Oh, okay. Yeah. I saw Stephen Malkmus and the Jicks play there. Oh, shit. I got really into him like about six months ago. It, I know. It was like You're so super young. recent. Um, <laughs> It, actually, okay. It, no, it was that when I was putting together my record last year, I got really into Wowie Zowie. Okay, yeah. And just yeah. like loved that. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, he put out a new album of kind of like Middle Eastern folky shit. It's okay, yeah. Really, really cool. Have you, so my favorite Malkmus record is Piglib. Have you listened to Piglib I yet? I have not. Go back. I think it's his second solo record, I believe. Oh, okay. It is, give that a listen. It's a brilliant, it's a brilliant album. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, first car. First car was an 84 Toyota Tercel hatchback. 
Okay. Quickly followed up by a uh, 85 wagon Tercel. And I had a couple of those. I had a parts car and then the one I drove. Oh, okay. And those are the best, man, those are the best cars on the planet. My mom had a Tercel when I was like four or five years old. Yeah. Pretty great car. So reliable. Um, so easy to work on. If you like are an 18 year old kid trying to keep a beater running, right? <laughs> And, um, and they could go anywhere and like we get, sometimes we get some decent winters here where yeah. you got to be a little, you know, careful on the road, but they're, they're kind of high off the ground. They had these super skinny tires. So I remember one time, um, I was out in the country going, going somewhere and the, the road hadn't been plowed yet. Yeah. And I was just like, well, fuck it, let's go for it. <laughs> Hammered her down and I had snow coming up over the hood, but that car just <laughs> kept rolling, man. Yeah. 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 <laughs> how did it, uh, how did it meet its end? Um, I think it was just time to have a little bit of a nicer vehicle. I ended up with a Ford Ranger. Uh, what year was that? 2002 so i went from like an 80s <laughs> car to a 2002 ranger and i because i'm a carpenter right it was helpful to have the box even though right. the wagon to sell like you could fit pretty good like there's a lot Serious of stuff shit in yeah there's there yeah. a, there a lot of room in that the back especially if you fold the back seats down yeah yeah but uh yeah no it's just time to move to a truck i guess i don't know i still <laughs> i there's there's one in edmonton that's like mint Oh, and really? I see it from time to time, and I just get really giddy and excited. <laughs> <laughs> uh, weirdest job you've ever had? Well, yeah, there aren't haven't really been weird jobs for me. I've been a carpenter my whole life. Okay, um, in between in between ten and eleven, and eleven and twelve, I worked as a laborer for a home building company, and then after oh, okay. I graduated, I just got into it. Um, but I guess that being said. I built log homes for six years. Maybe that's... Oh, damn. I mean, it's not really... Is it weird? Is that weird? Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where, where do you where do you even do that? Like, um, so a place called Blue Ridge Log Homes, which doesn't exist anymore, but just okay, just about half hour west of Stony Plain. Well, actually, I don't know who's listening to this, so maybe an hour west of Edmonton is a better way to put it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, in the country, and so you build them uh, out there put them together and then you take them all down, put them on a, a couple, takes a couple semi truck loads yeah. uh, and then you take them to wherever they're going to be going up permanently and you put them back together there. Damn. Yeah. It's fun. Is it, it was, uh, like, yeah, I, I tried to go as artistic as I could with carpentry yeah. and just like the arts world, there's no money in it. So <laughs> now, now I'm a commercial carpenter, you know, working, yeah. working for the man. Making <laughs> making probably the most I could make at my trade, but no log gotta, cabins. Got to sell out sometimes, right? <laughs> uh, I suspect I know the answer to this, but uh, do you have any new uh, quarantine hobbies, or have you had time? <laughs> I haven't, because um, um, my wife and I we've actually been very fortunate through through COVID. Um, a lot of my friends have not, but we've worked the entire time. Yeah, um, and we moved into a new house as well. And sold our our apartment, and yeah, we've been really really busy, and I haven't really had time to pick up any new hobbies. I built a because uh, our house is a new new house. We right. just built it, and I needed to build the fence and three hundred about three hundred and forty linear feet of fence. I built <laughs> by myself. Actually, that's not true. Uh, shout out to my lovely wife who cut all the boards. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, so uh, no time for new hobbies. <laughs> no time for new hobbies. Trying to keep this thing going too is uh, is it's a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's a real labor of love. Yeah, 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 yeah. One of these. <laughs> I keep I keep just being like I'm gonna fucking stop I gotta stop I can't, I can't do this anymore and then like we're just starting to become a little bit more well known I think yeah. and it, it's hard to it's hard to stop that especially now I start sometimes I start to feel like there are there are some artists out there that depend on us a little bit for sure maybe maybe I'm thinking we're a little bit bigger than we are but well I I think uh, any band or artist relies on some kind of press and if there's nobody that's like writing about music there's no venue for them to like get new fans or like it becomes really hard to do those things yeah even if it's like i think like a like a kind of small operation yeah it's still like a good benefit to having it yeah and i mean it's so hard now because like to have a some sort of press outlet is first off anything even like you saw we saw C die. Yeah. View absolved them. Excuse me. View took over C's. Uh, I think probably just brought on their writers and stuff. And then view yeah. died down in Calgary. Fast forward died. Like all the local little magazines that, that were a big part of local independent music scenes, they're all dying Yeah, or moving to online stuff. But does anybody pay attention nobody pays attention to us so (laughs) does anybody pay attention to that i don't know well it's hard hard too with something like view because uh it was like such a great service that you could just pick up yeah the print copies of that yeah i know like at record stores or venues or whatever yeah and you don't think about the fact that takes like just hours and hours and hours of work to Mm -hmm. put together even like one issue of that yeah absolutely and they're they're making their money off of ads and nobody's buying ads for print right because yeah everybody's doing everything online now and i don't know it's it's interesting there's still like exclaim still doing their thing but beetroot got bought out and they're moving to an exclaim model which is mostly you know the big big names is what they're going to cover like taylor swift and stuff like that is is what you see and and they still sneak in some good little indie you know winks here and there but that's all they can do really to try to stay afloat you really have to go with the mass garbage that's out there and no disrespect to taylor swift because taylor swift's awesome i'm not a fan of her music but i'm a fan of her as a person i think from what i know (laughs) i don't know people tell me she's great my wife my wife tells me she's great (laughs) but like if Taylor Swift was really great, she'd take her music off Spotify. Let's be let's be real here. I was, and, did you see the press conference oh, thing? I, I want to talk about that. I'm just fucking livid. Yeah, I hate like, Spotify so fuck, much. Dude. And like, oh, but I, I really feel like artists are kind of stuck now. And I mean, music, I think, has a history of being completely undervalued as art. For sure, yeah. Um, and, and being... And artists being completely used by their higher up counterparts to yeah. to get rich off of them, and I think it, that it's almost like completely ingrained in music culture that your your stuff ain't worth shit. So you better love what you're doing because no matter what, <laughs> you ain't worth shit. And it, it really bugs me. And Spotify is just like the pinnacle of that to yeah. me. Yeah. Uh. Do you have a, a quarantine theme song? Something that's just been kind of burrowed in your head. 
No, not really. I mean, theme song. Let's go with uh, Let's go with uh, "Washed My Hands" by Real Sickies because they put out that <laughs> they put out that album, Quarantined, and it's a lot of fun. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, do you have a favorite local bite to eat? Oh, my my wife's a foodie, okay. so we have a lot of places we love. Um, right now, I'm gonna say Northern Chicken. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. We moved really, really near there, and I would eat there every day and get extremely obese uh, if it weren't for my wife not letting me. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, shout out to Northern Chicken, but like, uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of great restaurants in Edmonton, and we really like we eat out a lot more than we used to now to try to keep some money. I think, I think that's a trend, you know, yeah, like yeah. people are trying to make sure their, their local economies can somewhat stay strong. For sure. Yeah. Like even just the need to go to Best Buy to buy your stuff instead of ordering it from Amazon, like yeah. those stores employ people in your city and they got to yeah. keep running or else things get. Yeah. Dire. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we've got a lot of restaurants. We love, uh, Zinn. It's, it's like our date restaurant. Oh, nice. It's a really nice little place. Um, you been to Zwick's on 124? No, I haven't been yet. Oh, but, shit. Uh, yeah, I hear those pretzels are pretty good. That's like my, because uh, I work on 127th, so yeah. I will call them when I go on lunch. Yeah. Like, this is my order, and then I'll pick it up when I get there. Yeah. Uh, they make these sandwiches that are fucking so good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's well worth it. Okay. I, d- I thought they just did pretzels. I didn't realize they had sandwiches. Oh yeah, they've got they do like a it's like a pretzel bun, and then they've got they've got a whole bunch of different ones. But I get the uh, McSwick. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, okay, some yeah. Chicken breast, some cheese, some uh, kind of spicy mayo, and a piece of candied bacon. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> I will say the best uh, the best sandwich I've had in Edmonton is the Korean chicken burger at Campio. Oh yeah. So a uh, big shout out to Campio. <laughs> <laughs> uh candy chips or chocolate chips 100 percent. what's uh what are the like best chips oh give me some all dressed or give me some miss vicky sea salt malt vinegar yeah those ones are like extremely good yeah definitely but i mean all dressed uh, yeah i i just can't understand that it only exists in canada they don't have all dressed in the states and you go down there and you're just like what all their chip flavors are kind of bad. They're we- it's so weird. Like, what's going? They- I don't even think they have ketchup chips down there. No, they don't. They're so fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> what's wrong with Americans? So much. Yeah, a lot of things. Um, <laughs> uh, if you could uh, put together a bill, any few bands, give yourself a comp ticket. Okay. Well, so like our our entire thing is Canadian music, right? Yeah. And if I was to do that, it would be going against what we do here (laughs) (laughs) so you know what i'm gonna do i'm going to i'm not gonna actually tell you the real answer to that i'm going to tell you the answer to that question if it was had to be all canadian yes so i haven't seen crack cloud yet and they are one of the most exciting bands and underrated bands in canada even though they're huge in europe like they don't even oh, need... I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Really, really big in Europe. You go and like check their play counts on Spotify. You're like, holy shit. <laughs> A quarter million listens on songs and stuff. Huh. Yeah, they're they're quite quite popular. And if you if you just do a Google search of them, it's all European publications doing interviews with uh, them and stuff like that's that. That's interesting. Yeah. But I haven't seen them. I'd like to see them. So let's throw them on there. How many? Three? Can, yeah, sure. Can I go like... 
20. <laughs> <laughs> One of those 20 band bills that everyone likes. Um, um, I haven't seen Fucked Up in forever. Um, so, yeah, Fucked Up, Crack Cloud. And, oh, just because I like them and I would love to have them see them on a bill of that caliber, I'm going to say Edmonton's Fitness. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've yep. seen them a million times, but yeah. it would just be fun to see them open for bands like that. <laughs> They're great. I, I, I guess, yeah, we played with them at the end of, they were on the Motherhood show, right? Totally, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. God, that seems like it was like eight years ago. Oh, man. <laughs> and then that's this whole COVID thing is just like, really? Like, we've already been dealing with this for what, four months, five months now? Yeah. It's, man, it's a grind. And I yeah. I can understand people getting fatigued by it, but we just got to hang in there a little longer, people. Yeah. You can do it. <laughs> My girlfriend is very like, she's like very paranoid about the whole thing, which is absolutely fair, right? Like, that's yeah. kind of how you want to be. Yeah. Uh, but I've talked to her a few times about it and she'll just go like, ah, you know, they'll probably have a vaccine by December. That's only like four more months. And it's like <laughs> only four more months. Yeah, but what do he, you mean? <laughs> even if they do get it by December, it takes at least at the very minimum a year to roll out a vaccine. Right? Yeah. So like we're, we're dealing with this for a long time. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm very excited to get to go to my first live show since this happened. Yeah. Holy shit. Uh, it can be some rowdy shows. Uh, well, I don't think, gonna be rowdy but i hope not i might leave if it is but it's uh outdoor obviously because it has to be right um we're still not allowed to have indoor shows uh and aladdin karufi's oh shit little three song ep he's putting it out yeah at at kind of like a it's not really a secret venue but it's like a house venue and they have a nice backyard and gotcha so i think it's i think it's outside in the backyard and yeah yeah very excited to see live music though man yeah yeah, Dean's great too. Yeah, have you interviewed I, him for this? You know, I got in touch with him and he was going to Victoria and then we were going to reschedule when he got back and then we just haven't okay. hooked up yet. But we've chatted. Yeah, right on. I actually, I bought a mixer from him last February. Oh, no way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he is going to grow out of this city so fast. Yeah. Um, he already should just bite the bullet and leave, but... Yeah, it's good to have like it's, it's, it's great to have people like that in the city. Tough. Yeah. yeah, because you want people to kind of go on and do like their best work in a place where people are going to see it. Yeah, but uh, a city like Edmonton or Calgary or whatever kind of smaller city, yeah, kind of feels that loss pretty hard. Yeah, well, I'm, but it's so I'm always proud when somebody grows to a point where they can leave. But I think that Edmonton is. And the prairies in general is, is such an important part of how these acts create a sound that's unique enough to get them for sure to move to Montreal or to move to to Toronto, right? Like without that, I mean, let's be real. Like Toronto stuff that comes through my inbox quite often just sounds like the same regurgitated yeah. garbage, right? Yeah, and Montreal is the worst for that because. I mean, there's some great music that comes out of Montreal, but For there's sure, a yeah. whole lot of shit that just sounds like everything else. And it's because it's just so easy to 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 live off of a lot less there and right. and get grants and, and make music. And yeah, I mean, yeah. I feel like too, I mean, I've talked, uh, I think it was Bad Buddy I was talking to about this, where it's just like when you're in a city like Edmonton or like Calgary yeah. or Saskatoon or Winnipeg or whatever, 
um, there's no like professional pressure to go to a gig with the thought of like, oh, somebody important might show up to this. Totally. Or, yep. Because um, they're not. <laughs> so yep. you can just kind of do whatever the fuck you want. And, and it's a bit of freedom. Like, yeah, you, you get, uh, you get, I think you get a lot more artistic freedom here for sure. Cause there isn't that pressure, right? Yeah. 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 That's a, it's definitely a good point. Like the only time you really need to be conscientious of that is at sled Island. <laughs> <laughs> so you better play a good show at a good set. at sled yeah, Island. You better practice before you play sled <laughs> Island a lot. And yeah. you better have one hell of a show because at that, at sled Island, there will be people it there matters, yeah. that, that you may never know it. <laughs> I mean, look at cartel Madras, right? Yeah. Right. They're signed to sub pop because of their set at sled Island. I think it was two, three years ago, whatever, where yeah. they, they played the Legion and, uh, Oh, what's the guy from Shabazz palaces Ishmael. I don't know his name. I don't know his name, but he saw their set and yeah. he's a A&R rep for sub pop and oh, now they're signed okay. to sub pop. So Damn. yeah, you better, anyone out there listening that has a band that has gotten far enough to actually be accepted by sled island i mean that's the first step jeez that, that, i mean fitness got denied two three years in a row or something oh, like damn. that yeah so it's hard enough just to get into there and if you do get into there you better not take it for granted yeah but yeah i could i could just go on forever <laughs> and ever and ever about things i'm gonna stop now <laughs> next question please next question we got two left uh, is there an album that spurred your love of music yes and it was definitely uh, same day I bought Nirvana Nevermind and the Metallica Black album, um, but it was uh, that was my yeah yeah era of music right for sure uh, Pearl Jam ten Soundgarden uh, Super Unknown all that stuff Dookie Green Day's Dookie oh, yeah. yep. Offspring Smash all that stuff um, really is what got me into it yeah um, yeah kind of you know when punk broke and. Was, was there stuff that your parents listened to that you liked, or was it that your experience with music was kind of just, you were of a certain age, so you started buying records? and It was my own discovery, really. Um, I got into some of the stuff my folks like later, after I'd already been... I, I, not a musical family at all. My dad yeah. operated Dragline out the mine. My mom, um, massage therapist. Gotcha. Um, but my mom did get to see Queen with Freddie Mercury. Damn. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty sweet. And she saw the Stones a bunch of times. She was a big Stones fan. Um, and my dad was a country guy growing oh, up. okay. Yeah, yeah. but like, um, like he got into, he, he originally liked real country, and then he followed the trend towards whatever this fake country shit <laughs> And he's since gone back to liking real country because it just got so out of control. Yeah. Thanks for nothing, Garth Brooks, you piece of shit. <laughs> um, but I got he got me into George Thorogood. Okay. Uh, the I forget the name of the record, but the one with one bourbon, one scotch, one beer, and you got to lose. And that's just such a good record. Like that is such a, yeah. a good, scrappy rock blues record. And Van Morrison, he got me into Van Morrison as well. Okay. And my mom got me into classic rock, yeah. but the Stones mostly. Like she played the Stones a lot. And then everything else I kind of developed on my own. Um, I remember <laughs> I remember thinking the Beatles were like the shittiest band on the planet <laughs> for so long until, because like I was into, and as, as I grew, my musical taste got kind of heavier and louder. And um, 
you know, I would hear like the the really early Beatles stuff. Most of the stuff was all covers and stuff, and it was really really bubblegummy and cheery. And yeah. I just thought that that was the Beatles. And then, which record was it? It might have been Revolver. Was the first time was someone was just like I think it was when I first heard Eleanor Rigby. I was like, this is the Beatles. Okay, wait, I'm gonna need to undo all the damage I did about saying that they were shitty for so long. And then. Yeah, so everything, almost everything I kind of just discovered on my own by being a, a it's funny, I, I am an introvert, but I can fucking talk. <laughs> I uh, get that. People I'm there too. <laughs> like it, introvert, the, the idea behind that is how you process information if you process information internally, which is right. me big time, which is why I didn't want to do this interview. <laughs> But so I would would sit alone in my room in my own head forever, which is not a great thing for a kid to be doing. But uh, and then I would just sit in my room and listen to music. Yeah. yeah. And that was it. Like that was my that was growing up for me. Big time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Very last question then. Uh, Do you have uh, any local shout outs for bands in Edmonton that you like really love? Real like who I really, really, really love in Edmonton. I already shouted out fitness, um, and and Dean, Aladine Karufi. If <sighs> we had fitness on this podcast, we haven't yet. Oh, I was waiting till this album that they're putting out. Well, I don't know if they're going to push it till next year, but they've got an album coming out, or it was supposed to come out this year. Uh, so we'll I see. should I should talk to him. I don't know, man. I haven't listened to your EP yet. Sorry, <laughs> but I do like what you're doing. I like the record you put out last year. Oh, the EP, I'm really happy with the ep i think compared with uh the record you know i think you just figure out some stuff with tone yeah where it's like okay this is more i think true to what i want to be actually doing Uh, okay yeah yeah Uh, it's similar for sure but just some refining yeah see this is the this is where i was fearful of like you're gonna put me on the spot and i'm gonna miss (laughs) so many and and then like i mean no disrespect if i've forgotten somebody in this honestly um there are so many great bands in the city that that have been active and are no longer active. And well, it's hard keeping track too when you can't go to shows yeah. and you don't see bills. Yeah, yeah. And- uh, Jim, uh, John Common, obviously a big favorite of mine. Yeah, yeah. I still think that in the dark in '99, all the time, all the time is the best Edmonton record I've ever heard. Yeah, potentially one of the best Canadian records I've ever heard. Um, but it is a bit of a record that you kind of need to live in a far northern city to understand I get and that. through the winter to really, really understand. But um, yeah, who else? Who else do I really like in this city? That that uh, new project from Maddie uh, Chairman is pretty fun. They're a punk band, oh. kind of weird, different. I like it. <laughs> and then, yeah, there, there's a whole bunch of um, younger bands in the in, in Edmonton kind of on the, the the up and up that I don't really know much about because as you get older, I rely on people like you to give me the what's up. <laughs> but uh, I think I think you actually introduced me to Hunchback. Oh, yeah. They're pretty, they're pretty decent. And they, they've got an album coming soon. Do they? Yeah. Okay, we'll make sure we cover that. And then um, what's the... Uh, oh... I think they're pals of yours. Yeah. See, this is why I, I wasn't prepared. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be laundry week, is it? Yeah, laundry week. That's oh, the band. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, 
I hope they keep playing as a band because I think like if they they keep playing and and just continue to get tighter, they're going to be one of the more exciting bands in the city. Oh yeah, no, yeah. I, I. It's funny. I hate that band name, but I really like that band. That band uh, name's not that bad. Laundry <laughs> Week. I don't know. I think it was just that I was in on the discussions pitching band names, mm. and that was like ah, laundry. It's okay. Um, maybe something different. Yeah. But no, yeah, fuck. They're like great. They have a really, really fun live show too. Yeah. And then I, uh, I've i been waiting forever for K-Riz to put out his next record. I don't know what's happening with that, but yeah. he is like the fact that he lives in Edmonton is crazy because he's too talented in, in the hip hop world to, to try to make his home base Edmonton. <laughs> he should at least move to Calgary at the very least, in my, in my, in my humble opinion. Yeah. Because like Calgary's got a really good hip hop scene where yeah, I okay. think, I think Edmonton isn't quite there. Um, like Calgary is, but it, he having him in the city really is kind of this like little glowing beacon. Yeah. yeah. Him and Arlo too. Right. And I think they're, they definitely, are uh, some people in the hip hop scene in Edmonton that other people can really look up to, which is very positive to have them really here. Really important. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, great. Well, that's the oh, end of shit. Kind of no, no, no. I got to do one more. Oh, no. Um, yeah, let's do fuck. some more. <laughs> um, um, the neck trio. Oh, yeah. 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 I'm yep. just trying to get my genres in there. So, like, kind of jazzy, you know, improvisational stuff, but with like, uh, not jazz as in jazz, but yeah, you yeah. know, kind of, kind of down that, um, like jazz trained, I guess. Yeah. Jazz trained. And like this, the, I love this, this kind of what we're seeing with jazz and people being like, fuck you and your jazz, <laughs> you know, code and like the, the way yeah, yeah. that you think jazz needs to be. We're going to take elements of jazz and, and fuse it with other elements of For stuff. Sure, yeah. I mean, bad, bad, not good. Obviously is a big, big starter of that, but I really liked, uh, I think she's from Toronto, but Tara Canangara's record last year oh, okay. where she fused pop music with jazz is really yeah. cool. Oh, sick. Yeah, anybody doing stuff like that, I, I'm pretty excited by, yeah. Uh, my brother actually used to gig with uh, Connor and Ross from Nectrio. Okay, yeah. Um, and my brother's name is also Connor, so they would gig as CCR, which was Connor, <laughs> Connor, Ross. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, well, let's, uh, let's duck into the second half of things. We kind of touched on a lot of this stuff, but, uh, I'm just trying to get it all out there. <laughs> how, how did, so how did cups and cakes actually like come to be? Um, okay. We've told the story a few times, but if anybody out there has not yet heard it, my best friend and I, Carrie Newton, uh, we started a podcast, more of a radio show, um, because we couldn't really make it downloadable. Um, so it's just available to stream. And in the early days, we just played music. Um, none of it was necessarily, it wasn't necessarily all Canadian, right? Yeah. Like that changed quite a bit down the line. But we did that for almost about three to three, so about three years maybe. And then we started bringing people in as guests to interview. Oh, okay. And we found that uh, the interviews were great, and, but we had to cut so much of them. So we started a second show, which is how this show started gotcha. inside the art studio and it was uh started by uh uh marvin greensboro was the very first host which is a um a character that carrie made up many 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 years <laughs> i think when he was in high school yeah and kind of tried to loosely base it on um on uh, james lipton oh yeah and that uh, obviously inside the art studio the show, yeah, yeah. 
um, but did not go into the it was the the, uh, the podcast was never designed in the same way where inside the actors studio is that what it's called his? I think so because the his is like super in depth and well researched and then Marvin was kind of meant to be this kind of fuck kind of a fuck up I guess I don't know <laughs> Carrie would could tell you more about that backstory but so then we ended up with these two shows yeah and then eventually I started writing a little bit um, and the very earliest kind of online presence other than um finding us on mixcloud and facebook was a uh a blog on tumblr okay and on that blog i would just throw up little blurbs about records um and they were always just i think it was all canadian records at that point so then we had these three sort of things and nothing you know it was all kind of spread out all over the place and none of it really made sense so the website was started right around the time we decided to make it 100 percent canadian okay and uh, i guess the the reason we got we started doing it was just to hang out have fun yeah um starting to grow apart didn't want that um and then it turned into this thing and it really kind of turned into my thing carry um Carrie, first off, we were running out of shit to talk about. And then the other thing is it, it became, I could tell it was becoming a chore for Carrie. Gotcha. So we kind of stopped that and Carrie's doing his own thing. And I started the website three or four years ago now. I don't okay. know. And then that just kept snowballing because I kept getting bored, I guess. And I kept <laughs> adding more to it. No, you know what it was? I, I kept... I kept wanting to to be more successful than it was, <laughs> so like, well, maybe, well, maybe if I add more content, people will notice. Maybe I, maybe if I add this, people will notice it. Maybe if I add, the, well, fuck it, let's add a video side of things. Let's call it a network, and now I've got audio, video, and written content. Yeah, and it doesn't matter. Nobody really notices. <laughs> uh, We're talking to air right now, by the way, like just dead air out there <laughs> in the internet nobody's listening to this except maybe my dad and maybe maybe your hey, parents Jeff's dad um, <laughs> yeah every once in a while my grandma will listen to them and i think that's kind of fun that is fun yeah mostly because it's like uh uh 80 82 i think yeah 82 year old grandma wall listening yeah. to me interview bad buddy <laughs> it's like great yeah it's broaden those horizons um, <laughs> Yeah, it's it's tough sometimes, and I think it's it's definitely I know because we have quite a few volunteer writers now for we, sure. Yeah, the the team I think is getting close to about thirty people between oh uh, shit yeah the volunteer writers and then the volunteer producers and right like yourself and um, I know I know it's sometimes feels like you know you're writing for no one or you're producing a show for no one. So, but there are people that listen. There, For sure. You know, we do have some people that, that tune in. Um, you know, if if someone puts out a review and like the best ones get a hundred clicks. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there are people out there well, checking us out, but it's just sometimes it feels like you're, you're pushing a rock uphill trying to get people to be, to care about what you care about, right? For sure, yeah. And yeah, I've definitely become quite jaded over this process <laughs> about the music world in general and people's attitudes towards music. Right. So that's not a, a nice outcome of this thing, but <laughs> yeah, it all started, it all started as a way to hang out and then it morphed into a way that I really wanted to find some sort of way to get word out about bands that, or give them some sort of voice Yeah. that maybe they, 
didn't have anymore um, with publications dying out and stuff like that. And yeah. Um, and now it's just, it is what it is. And I'm at a point where I can sort of maintain it. Yeah. And I don't know. That's that. There's no way this can last forever though. It, it is a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a lot of money just to, just to do it. It's not like we've ever, we've never made money doing this it's just you yeah you pay to have a website you pay to do this you pay to do that you pay to go to festivals to interview people and right yeah well well too and i mean that's uh, a thing that i will bring up when talking to people about cups and cake stuff is like um not to make you uncomfortable with compliments or any such thing but i love um, compliments man <laughs> give them to me <laughs> but at the end of the day it's like uh you run this network that takes a lot of time and money and you're doing that pretty much just because you like the music and it's a bummer that people don't get to hear it because it's kind of covered up and so it takes people to kind of like yeah hoist that up yeah yeah i i definitely i i have a huge pet peeve with uh bands that don't like you have to sell yourself a little bit if you want to sure. if you if you don't want anybody to give a shit about what you're doing that's fine um but like if we're going to take the time to do something for you you posting about it is important for us as well for sure so yeah. that we can grow and we can help you know people other people besides you in your respective communities right it's not right. just about you it's about if if we can grow together with the bands that are growing and we can all sort of help each other as a community, right. then we can pick other people up. Yeah. And that doesn't happen. That's not how music works. In the, I mean, there there are some people that are really great, but it's usually the, the bands that are have a very, very clear focus on trying to make it a career that right. are that will, you know, post the shit out of it and and help right. you the same way you're trying to help them yeah yeah and then the you know you get all these you get most bands are pretty aloof um about about doing stuff like that and and there's also this sort of um added thing about it's not cool to push yourself and that goes right. back to like that really sort of came into being in the 90s like in the whole sellout culture and stuff that, that right. started to exist back then and it's bullshit, man. Like if you, why not try hard at something if you yeah, enjoy yeah. doing it? Right. So I get a little bit pissed off about stuff like that. That makes sense though. Yeah. Yeah. Do, I do, mean, we're, we're all as a team trying pretty hard to make this a special part of the Canadian music scene. And, uh, yeah, we hope, we hope people think it's a special part because honestly there are, there's a lot of, there were a lot of great, you know, blogs doing what we do. I guess you call them blogs. Yeah. Um, and they're dying. They're they're dying out. Um, I wrote a bit of an article about it when Ride the Tempo um, folded. Well, right. they, I shouldn't say folded. Just decided it was it was time. Yeah. And it's going back to Spotify. Like people don't find music. People don't really give a shit about discovering music on their own. Like yeah. If if something like that's why the radio has always been been popular, right? Because like somebody else finds it and puts it in the easiest possible way for you to ever listen to it. You just hit the button and it's on in yeah. your car, right, or at home. Um, and Spotify's like that now because they have playlists that are an algorithm that 
Taylor's playlist to you, but we got to be really careful about Spotify just because there's the radio has laws that you have to play 33 and a third percent Canadian content, right? Yeah. Spotify has no such laws. Kind of wipes out like local popularity yeah, in that way. Totally. And it also, um, like a good, uh, good, good, uh, example would be say Greta Van Fleet, which is a band that basically created a sound right. to fit in on classic rock playlists on Spotify. Right. Like the, you, 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 People that run the whole industry at the top, they are finding the ways to work this, right? And they're creating yeah. acts to slide in there and just take up all this space on on Spotify. Yeah. And it's not doing anybody any good. It it really isn't. I, yeah. I'm a huge... We do a Spotify thing just because I'm seeing a lot more in the independent music world that people... People is is becoming the way they need to market themselves is yeah. through Spotify, and I don't know if it's something they want or if it's just the need, right? Yeah. yeah. So we started a, a Spotify playlist, a top forty thing, much to my chagrin. I fucking hate it. <laughs> I mean, I love, I love, I love the idea of a top forty playlist because, like, yeah, yeah, grew up listening to stuff like that. But I just. I just have such a hate on for Spotify. And then when that fucking asshole said that shit this week, <laughs> I don't know when this is going to come out, but this is the week he said that shit about yeah. like, well, you know, you should just put out more music and then, then you'd be making more money. Right. Yeah. Are you out of your mind? So you, you want bands that usually take two to three years to put out a record to start pumping them out every six months. Yeah. What do you think that's going to do to the quality of music? Yeah. But he doesn't give a shit about the quality of music, right? It's all about having the biggest platform. Yeah, I was pissed about that because too, it's it's at a certain point. Um, I felt this felt like this for a while too. Um, at what point do a bunch of musicians get together and say, "Fuck this, we're not going to put stuff on Spotify anymore yes. because this is not worth it for us." Yeah, um, and that has not yet happened. <laughs> it's going to take like the Taylor Swifts and and yeah. like you know people that because she now whatever her contract was i think she owns her music now um with the new so. with the new contract that she she did to get out of her contracts something like that my wife was explaining it to me but apparently she owns her music now so it's time to pull that shit like if if someone if big names like that and i i use her as a reference just because i don't really know anybody else to use as a reference beyonce there you go yeah if if you got them together and they pulled all their shit from these streaming platforms we could we could revert back to actually being like hey guess what music has a value uh it takes a lot of work to make it takes a lot of money to make is it not reasonable to ask that you pay us for our art which brings me to another thing that drives me up the fucking wall (laughs) man yeah let's go (laughs) this is the one thing i really did want to get off my chest i am so it's driving me crazy seeing that independent artists donate all the proceeds to of, of, of an album to something. Oh yeah. And it's great because I mean, I mean, I understand it's amazing because you know, artists have big hearts yeah, and, and they do want to help how they like can tough times. Totally. But when I buy music, I want my music to go to the artist. I don't care what you do with it after. Yeah. Like if you want to give it all away, I'm totally fine with that. But I don't want to know that I am paying for your version of Boyle Street Community Center in your city. Right. Right. Like I donate money to Boyle Street in my city because that's yeah. really, like I, 
that's important to me, but sure, I don't yeah. want to, I want you to have the money. Yeah. Cause like, I, I feel like by doing that, you're undervaluing your music by saying, well, yeah, if you buy this, don't worry, we're not going to take the money. We're going to give it to someone else. Yeah. It drives, yeah. Like, well, it's like when people give things away for free on Bandcamp too. Yeah. And yeah. like, I, I get it. Um, but even if you make somebody pay like two bucks for a record, they're likely going to pay more than that. Yeah. Um, and then at least it doesn't give the impression that music should be free. Yes. Because it shouldn't. Yeah. It like costs a lot of fucking money. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so that's been my biggest pet peeve. So I stopped buying records where it's stated that all the proceeds are going to this. And I, I love, I absolutely love that people are opening their hearts and their wallets. But I just, sure. when I buy a record, I want to know that it's going into the artist's pocket. And what they do with it after that, I don't care. Right. Like, I, I love that that artists um, have such big hearts. It's 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 amazing. It's I think it's why art is so great, because these people that care so much are the ones that make it, right? Right. It's not a bunch of pieces of shit out there. I mean, they, there are those ones that exist, of course. But sure. I think, uh, in general, people that get into art are, are people that have a little bit more care. Yeah, they like they care a little more. Yeah, sure. empathy. That's the word. Thank you. <laughs> So anyways, that's been my biggest pet peeve right now. And I just, I, I think it's just helping fuel this thing that like, yeah, I, I took two years to put this out and it's not worth anything to anybody and it's not worth anything to me. So I'm just going to give all the money away. And it's just, a, it's an attitude that I don't like. Yeah. But it's also very punk rock. At the same That's time. Yeah. So I, I struggle with this because it is a very fucking punk rock thing to do to be like, no, fuck that. Yeah. Put out this record. I'm not taking any of the money, but <laughs> I don't know. There's a whole lot of shit about the music world that I just bounce around on and don't like and want to get out sometimes. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, it's like, um, really fucking difficult environment to be either like making music or trying to promote music or i mean right now too it's like there's you can't do shows yeah and you don't make money on recordings yes and like it's uh, something's gotta give yeah. i guess like something's has to change well you know what's gonna happen i truly believe that like all pop music that you hear on the radio in 10 20 years is going to be made by computers like when grimes said oh, yeah. that that She's not far off. Yeah. It's like they're already, DJs are already using algorithms and shit like that. For sure, yeah. It's going to happen. And it's going to just make music shitty. (laughs) 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 Um, Yeah, I I don't know, man. It's it's tough. And then right now, it's this, right now, the most important thing is local venues. For sure. Seriously, like if any make it through this thing it'll be a small miracle and it'll be because the community as a whole picked them up and helped them get through it but they're such an important part of every city's music scene and they're dropping like flies yeah well empress just like two days ago or something which was uh uh i don't want to say surprising because like it would be like impossible to stay open right now. It's yes, gotta be like yeah. really, really hard, but I was surprised because I love that venue. Yeah. It's like a real bummer. Yeah. I mean, it's a small space too, right? So how many people are you allowed to put in there to, to sustain it? And yeah, it's, 
Yeah. So I, I think everybody, no matter where you're listening to this, I think right now everybody just really needs to focus on their local communities and trying to keep, you know, the stuff that's important to them in their own city or town um, alive. For sure. I, I only drink Edmonton beer now. Like that's been a COVID change. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's good. Um, yeah. Just, and I, and I'm not a big beer guy. I, I'm a whiskey guy, but it's just like, you know what? All these, especially in Edmonton, because we've been a little bit behind the brewery scene and they're starting to really start to pop up the last two years, year, two yeah, years. Yeah. Even right now, there's new ones starting in this mess. Yeah. Shout out to Town Square Brewing. I don't yeah. know. This beer is great. <laughs> yeah. It's really good. Sour, I don't know how to say the second word. Nipa? Nipa, yeah. Sour Nipa. It's fucking great. <laughs> it is really good. And it's just stuff like that, I think. No matter where you're from, like you need to... I think the whole... All communities really need to come together right now to to keep their local economies somewhat afloat because it's i mean it's it's not going to be good when this ends especially in alberta because all extra cash that alberta had with our main industry which is is a resource base is gone yeah like forget it it's it's gone and you know if we wanted if we want to change we we need to come together and we need to because face it like everybody's like well just bring the tech center in yeah just bring the tech bring tech center in oh yeah like every other fucking city on the planet (laughs) says yeah yeah okay yeah it's because it's that easy we'll just do that but you know what is easy it's easy to put money within your community for people in school that are in tech job like in tech programs and give them incentive to stay here when they get out of school right that's what you need to do because we're not we're not attracting anybody to this city no nobody's pumped about moving to alberta right now are you fucking kidding me that's (laughs) not happening so i i think uh one real positive thing from from the covid19 thing has been i think there is a, a move towards um you know trying to to pick up the local businesses sure. in a big way. That's what I see anyways. Yeah. You know what? That's a, that's a good time to kind of move on to the wrap up. Let's, uh, let's kind of walk through the old cups and cakes site and what actually we all like what we actually do. Yeah. So you run this thing now. This it's officially been handed over. I guess the, is this the first episode of version 2.0? Well, I think that's not a bad idea. I think that's how you're going to do it. Out. Okay. So yeah, this is actually now your show. <laughs> I'm going to be expecting completely finished products sent to me, you know, (laughs) like uh, the write up, the, if you want any hyperlinks in the write up, the date it was recorded, (laughs) the picture, you get to have a beautiful picture of me and then, (laughs) and then the edited thing, you're just going to send that to me and I'm hands off, man. This is what I want all of it to be. (laughs) I want to be as hands off as possible. Yeah. yeah. So who who do we have coming up then? We have, uh. Shit, I did Arlo Maverick the other day, which, nice. oh man, uh, when we were taking pictures for it, he was like, no, 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 you you got to get in this picture. And <laughs> he got, we have a couple just like priceless pictures of like, he was like, no, 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 stand back to back, cross your arms. <laughs> and so they're, they're pretty fun. <laughs> so it's Arlo Maverick. I did Mallory Chipman. Okay. Who, yeah. Uh, do you, have you listened to her record? I have. Yeah. It's very nice record. Yeah. Good tracks on there. Yeah. Um, we didn't cover it actually, which oh, was a shit. shitty thing for us to do, but eh, we covered it now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah come good. back around. Yeah. Um, uh, Bad Buddy, uh, Denim Daddies and Marlena Moore. Perfect. Are all set to go. So uh, you guys got those to look forward to. Yeah. The so how, how are you going to start? Because like without bands touring, so much of that was adding like bands from out of 
out of province and stuff. Exactly. So how what do you have a plan for that? Like have you toyed around with phone-ins cuz they Yeah, I, I couldn't I did, make them sound good. I did Marlena over the okay, phone. Okay, yeah. Um and I just recorded into my Zoom and then she recorded into one on her end. Okay, yes. So I still have to actually get that from her, but okay. then we can just match them up and hopefully get something that's pretty good. Yeah, that's to me, like that's the only real way you can make it sound good without that kind of over the phone shit. I sound. think otherwise, yeah, it just sounds like a phone interview. Or yeah, something, and that's yeah. no good. <laughs> yeah, but uh, and then uh, I hear you you're putting new theme music in yeah. the background. Yeah, that's kind of the one big task I have yet to do still because I wanted to write like a a, little, a new little opening uh like theme or something i was so uh, excited to hear it yeah which i guess people probably heard at the beginning of this uh sorry <laughs> but uh yeah uh it's a whole new show yeah <laughs> i love it yeah uh we got tons of written stuff too we have a shitload of people writing for us now yeah so we do now we're trying to put out four album reviews a week as the pick of the weeks um tuesdays and thursdays to come out each each of those days um and uh, an army of people writing for us um and all of them very talented most of them have projects as well yeah um and then um what else we, we do a lot of premieres which uh actually is is probably the most popular thing because that's one of those things where like when a band gets someone to premiere something for them then they're definitely on it (laughs) like they're pushing (laughs) pushing it around so those always do really well for us and um we have uh what else do we have we've got a the fun little vinyl unveil that i do yeah just because i have a serious problem with buying (laughs) records so just figured, well, why not? Let's just show 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 records off. And I am a big believer in buying music, right? So oh, if somebody yeah. puts something out on vinyl, I'm going to purchase it yeah. because, like, yeah, yeah. I I mean, I buy sometimes buy stuff I don't even really want, but at least it, <laughs> you know, it it says when you do that, like it says to the people, like you know, we value your stuff enough yeah. to pay to come to the show, to pay for some merchandise, like yeah. to give you some gas to get to the next fucking city that's like 10 hours away no matter what it's honestly if you're at a show and you saw a band that you like kind of liked it's just good to spend the money because like they're not getting any like they're not getting much of the ten dollars you paid to get in no no (laughs) yeah I, do you think I threw enough guilt on anybody listening to this to like buy music? <laughs> Cancel your Spotify subscription and buy music. <laughs> <laughs> hope so <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i have to, you got to put pressure on the artists too that are like yeah it's like sell your fucking you, music if you're in a if you make music your music is worth something and don't treat it like it isn't for yeah. sure yeah uh I'm trying to think what else is and then we got the radio show I the, guess. oh yeah and uh, we do have some plans to try to bring that back obviously your show has been on hiatus through all of um the coronavirus stuff and then so has the radio show um kent's ready to go but we're losing ella as a dj so i'm trying to find one more dj um and i'm also trying to get that so that i can be totally hands off because that i currently i edit all that stuff okay so if i can find um a way to get my my uh radio djs to not just be djs but to also be producers and editors and and give me a finished product that'll make my life a lot easier because yeah, yeah. honestly, I'm tired, man. I'm I'm tired of doing this thing. Yeah. I I still I still am happy that I have put together something that 
in some small, tiny, little microscopic circles matters. But it, it, I'm tired. Yeah. yeah. Well, too, especially when you're like the person who's both making the content and like editing and promoting it and posting it and like yeah uh the second part is like a whole job to unto itself it's right? crazy yeah i uh yeah it's crazy it's I, and i don't want to I, I don't know how i don't want to sound like a fucking martyr or some shit like that like because i'm i'm doing it to myself and and eventually i'm gonna stop doing it and that'll be that and it'll just be someone else will pick it up pick something up behind me and that's kind of the way it goes there's always a need for stuff like this for sure um and because i'm old i'm still doing it an old way right um so i don't know some some 20 year old kid's gonna find a new way to do it that's way smarter way more successful and i welcome that because like let's face it like people don't find music on blogs anymore it's not how it's not how it works somebody's going to come up with some great idea and it's going to lift up all the music communities in i hope anyways because this way is not really the way isn't that man that's a fucking negative way to go out (laughs) how do we spin this man let's spin this uh music's great (laughs) (laughs) how what what has uh because you the long i'm gonna flip this i'm gonna flip the script here and i'm gonna interview (laughs) you yeah uh you're the longest serving team member yeah obviously you make zero money you've gotten a couple (laughs) perks i think you've been able to go to sled island for free yeah well get a ticket for free and winter option and winter option um but like what what do you get out of this why why do you do this why do you volunteer for this little thing yeah, well, I mean, talking before about um, <laughs> the listenership for this being not huge, I don't even know what it is. I've never known what it is. I'll, you know what? Sorry, that's my bad. Um, that's, oh, I don't. I super don't care. <laughs> oh, do you not want to know? Because I can all of your all of your chats that you've done. I can give you a list of how many people have clicked on the link. Oh, yeah, sure. Okay. Um, I, I think for me, these are really like interesting conversations to have. Yeah. Um, just to, cause even before I volunteered for this, um, I would just like, uh, like there's this record I really like called solid state by a guy named Jonathan Colton. Okay. And I just emailed the producer of it cause I found his email and I was like, Hey, can you tell me how you recorded this? Mm-hmm. And I just talked with him on the phone for an hour Sweet. and I've had, a few interactions like that. And it was the type of thing that I was doing before this anyway. Um, and the chance to, I don't know, like sitting down with bad buddy and their records like fucking great and figuring out how they put that together. And, uh, it's like, so it's really educational networking and learning for you. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. And to, I mean, the other side of that is that I am also, introverted like if i go to a show um it's really tough for me to like go up to somebody who i like know who they are but i don't i haven't really met them yeah yeah um versus with this it's pretty easy to be like yeah come over we'll have a beer i'll talk to you about your shit yeah yeah next time i see you at a show i'll know who you are you'll know who i am (laughs) i can chat with you um and those those are honestly kind of the two big reasons to do this cool awesome well i'm glad that it's been able to give you some positives Oh yeah, for sure. Because it's, I've really enjoyed your interviews. I I think you're you're better at it than I am. So I'm happy to have you take oh, it shucks. over. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's as good a place as any. Thanks so much, Jeff. It was a it was a real fun chat. Yeah, thanks for having me.
Oh yeah. Uh, we don't have any song to play at the end of this, so. Uh... Oh, can I pick one then? Oh yeah, shit, yeah, go Ooh, for it. Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna pick one. You know what? I am going to pick a Daniel Romano song that I have been obsessed with. By the way, Artist of the Year 2020, Daniel Romano is a god yeah, this yeah. year. Uh, he is getting us through the coronavirus pandemic. If you have not listened <laughs> to any of the rec- any of the like eight, nine records he's put out this year, you're you're under living under a rock. But um, I think uh, he put one out on the Super Pollen EP, which is an EP that was a little bit more rock and roll he did with some members of Fucked Up. And the song is called Still Hate Cops. And I think it's, I think it came out before um, all of the protests and it is right on the nose. It is, uh, it is very, very well written for the times that we are in at the moment. Sick. Well, here's uh, Still Hate Cops by uh, Daniel Romano. Romano, Romano? Romano. Romano. Cool. <laughs> Inside the Artist Studio is produced by Sean Davis Newton for the Cups and Cakes Network. The feature track was played with permission from Daniel Romano. Thanks to Laundry Week for the use of their song Nothing On My Mind from the Grimpy EP as our intro and outro music. Inside the Artist Studio is one of the many ways the Cups and Cakes Network highlights Canadian music. Visit our website cupsandcakespod.com to browse our audio, video, and written content. That's cups, the letter N, 
cakespot.com. Thanks for listening.